Statements of Opinion. I'm your host, Francine Vasquez, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about everyday events, happenings, pet peeves, and everything under the sun in order to provide you with a fun and sometimes serious look at life. Recently, I was talking to a really good friend of mine, and, you know, through the conversation, I I, I really don't even remember how we got here, but she gave me a really great idea for this episode, so um, what we're going to be doing is talking a little bit about fairy tales and kind of debunking them or talking about some of the parts of these fairy tales that just don't make sense to me anyway. So let's get into it. I'm going to start off with a fairy tale called Hansel and Gretel. Now, if you don't remember any of these fairy tales, then I encourage you to please go read them. Uh, look them up to find out a little bit about them so that you'll kind of understand where I'm coming from. I recently was watching the movie Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which is obviously a take on the original uh, fairy tale. And personally, I like it. Jeremy Renner is in it. What's not to like? I don't know. But anyway, it reminded me of a couple of things that happened in this particular fairy tale that now I'm like, wait, 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 what? You know, so let's see what what I'm talking about, honestly. Uh, we have to start off with the breadcrumbs, okay? So Hansel and Gretel are left in the woods by their parent. I think their father, but I don't really remember the whole story. And really, honestly, I never do, right? I never do research for these episodes. I don't know why, but I, I don't. Anyway... So they're in the forest, and so that they don't get lost and they can find their way home, they leave a trail of breadcrumbs. And then they find the house that's made out of candy, and they go in, and really it's the witch's house, and she tries to eat them or kill them, and and instead they end up throwing her in the oven and burning her all up. And then, of course, they can use the breadcrumbs to find their way back home. Um... Here's my issue. You're, we're talking about a forest, right? This is a forest with all kinds of animals that live in the forest, right? Like, not just birds, maybe squirrels. I don't know if they live in the forest or not. Rabbits, maybe foxes or raccoons or, you know, I don't know, wild boar. I don't know if they, if they lived in, in that part of the forest. I don't know, you know? Maybe it's rodents of unusual size. I don't know. <laughs> Princess Bride uh, can drop in there too. But anyway, they left breadcrumbs on the ground in the forest. Are you telling me that there's not one animal that would have come by and eaten those breadcrumbs? Like this breadcrumbs. It's not something that's toxic to animals or that they would run away. Breadcrumbs are the most likely thing they would eat. How would they find their way back? By the time they've already gone to this house of candy and fought this witch, which probably would have taken at least, what, 15 minutes, you guess? There would have been animals all over that trail. They would have eaten the whole thing up. So you want me to believe that after they've done all of this, they come out and their breadcrumb trail is perfectly pristine and they can find their way back home with no problems there's no deviations to the trail 
Um, yeah. I call BS on that one. That is super hard to believe that that wouldn't have happened. That that breadcrumb trail wouldn't have been gone. Like, I mean, free food. For real. So, yeah. That one we gotta we gotta call BS. And I guess you could say the same thing for the house made out of candy. I mean, unless the witch put some kind of spell on the house so that the animals wouldn't eat it or couldn't touch it, I really don't see how the candy would still be there in perfect condition either, unless she conjured it up that moment. Maybe she saw the kids coming and just boom, poof, house of candy. Uh, that one I could probably, I could probably let slide a little bit, but the breadcrumbs, no, nah, no, nah, they'd be gone. Let me know. Am I wrong? Because I don't think I'm wrong. I think that one is the most blatant problem. Let's go to another little fairy tale that everybody loves, right? Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Okay, you can call it Goldie Thief. <laughs> Goldie criminal. Okay, so here, here's the story, right? This little girl just happens upon this house that has a door that's either open or unlocked, depending on which version you're, you're reading, and goes inside. First of all, what little random girl is going to walk into a stranger's house? Okay? And then she goes in, and on the table are three bowls of porridge, I even read one version where it's oatmeal, but it's porridge, right? She tries one. It's too hot. She tries the other. It's too cold. And she tries the the last one, and it's just right. Just the right temperature. And she eats it all up. Completely gone. Okay? Then we're moving on, right? Well, she's tired now. She wants to sit down because apparently there are no chairs at the table with the porridge. So she decides to go sit down. And one chair is too little, one chair is too big or too hard. I've heard it that way too. And the middle chair or the one chair she tries is just right. She sits in it, but she breaks it. Oh, no. So what does she do? Oh, man, I broke this chair. I should go take a nap. What? Okay, so she goes upstairs and she falls asleep. In the bed, she tries one bed's too hard, one bed's too soft, but the other bed is just right. And we all find out when the bears come back home that that's baby bear's porridge, baby bear's chair that she broke, and baby bear's bed that she's laying in. Well, let's kind of, aside from the fact that we're talking about bears that are talking and walking and acting like, uh, you know, human beings, um, it's a fairy tale Let's use our imaginations. Okay, fine. Okay? I, okay. Okay. But what family actually gets up and walks away when they put food on the table? So they've cooked this porridge and they've put it out into their different plates, three different plates, and then they decide, hmm, you know what? Let's go take a walk before we eat this food that we just put in our plates. And they leave. And go take a walk. Who does that? Why would you do that? Of course some of it's going to be too cold. I don't see how it could be too hot. And then one is just... Like, how is that possible? You know, I don't know. But anyway, why would you do that? Who leaves food out on their table like that? Okay? 
I, I, you know, you got to get past that part first. That's the biggest problem. But then not only does, you know, Goldilocks, like I said, she does a B and E, you know, <laughs> breaking and entering, right? But then she comes in and she breaks the chair. She broke the chair and stayed. Who would do that? If you went into someone's house, which you're not supposed to be in anyway, and you break something, are you really going to be like, oh, well, you know what? Let me take a nap right now. No, you're going to be out, right? You're not going to stick around to see what happens. Take a nap. Please. So I don't know. I can't get past that part. I can't get past the leaving the food out, you know? So for me, I call BS. BS on Goldilocks. So that's two, right? BS on Hansel and Gretel. BS on Goldilocks. And now let's go to one more. Okay? Let's go to Little Red Riding Hood. All right? I think people have always had problems with this, and I have a problem with it too. Little Red Riding Hood is going to her grandmother's house with some confectionery delights. Whatever's in there, I don't know, baked goods, different things, depending on the story again. But she's taking this basket to grandma's house. And she's going through the woods, over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go, right? So she's on her way to her grandmother's house with this basket. She encounters a wolf who, of course, can talk. So again, talking animals, but it's fairy tales, so I'm okay with that. And she tells the wolf that she's going to her grandmother's house, right? So now the wolf knows that she's going to grandma's house. And the wolf wants to eat the girl. So he goes there first. He distracts her or something like that. I think in one version I read, he he tells her to pick some flowers to take to grandma. And then so he gets there first. He eats grandma, okay? And then he puts on grandma's clothes to hide his identity and pretend that he is grandma so that he can eat her. First of all, why didn't he just eat her in the in the woods? I have no idea. He just could have eaten her when he first came across her, right? Why all the subterfuge, you know? I don't get it, but whatever. So anyway, she gets to the house, and we all know how it goes. Grandma, what big eyes you have. Grandma, what big ears you have. And he's saying, oh, the better to see you with, dear. The better to hear you with, dear. What You know, I want to assume that this girl has met her grandmother before. She must have seen her somewhere, right? She knows what her grandmother looks like. You're telling me she walks into this house and the wolf is there wearing grandma's bonnet and grandma's, you know, nightgown. And she thinks it's odd, but she can't put her finger on it. What? Are you kidding me? You don't know the difference between an elderly woman's face and a wolf? Is Little Red Riding Hood blind? Like, really? I need to know this. Is she visually impaired? Because I don't understand how she wouldn't know what her grandmother looks like at least enough to know the difference between a woman and a wolf. Like, I can't get past that, and I'm sure you couldn't either. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, what big teeth you have. (laughs) What? You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Come on now. You want me to believe that she didn't know what it was. 
and then he eats her. And in some stories, you know, a woodsman comes and cuts them out of the stomach. So, you know, clearly there were no digestive issues going on there because they didn't get harmed by being swallowed whole. I don't know how the wolf was able to do that, but, you know, it is what it is. And then, But wait, in some versions of the story, when the woodsman comes and cuts them out, then he replaces them with stones. And the, you, so the wolf isn't killed when they're cut out of his stomach. He's not dead yet. And they put stones in there to confuse him and trick him. Why didn't the woodsman or the woodcutter, why didn't he just kill the wolf? Why didn't he cut his head off? He's got an axe, right? He's cutting them out. Kill the wolf. I don't... So, I don't get it, people. I don't get it. When you're a kid listening to these fairy tales, it's one thing. And they're cool or they're funny or they're interesting. And as an adult, you're like, that just... that. I'm sorry. That, does, that doesn't work. I can't. I can't go with that. And and you and you find all the flaws. Like what? Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? Why would they do that? Why would you put yourself in that position? So you know, fairy tales read very different as an adult. I'm sorry, but they definitely do. So that's just a few. Maybe we'll do it again. Let me know if you find this interesting. Let me know of some fairy tales that you might want me to look a little closer at and see if they pass the smell test because. That's not what's happening right now. So let me know, okay? Drop a comment. Tell me. I'll look into it. I'll be happy to. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and learning a little more about our famous fairy tales and looking at them from a critical eye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new content. And I'll talk to you next time.